0: to the inspired evolution and oh my god it is such a privilege to be here today today we have the blessings of inviting abdulaziz dohan abdulaziz how are you bro i'm good i'm good it is such a treat to have you here for those tuning in for the first time photography is something that he does he also is a digital artist and he's a former refugee so there's something really deep in that whole story in that whole weaving that we can go deeper on and uh yeah, I'd love to talk to you about, you know, um, especially your roots in terms of where you've come from and where you're at now. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your story?
1: Sure. Um, I'm Syrian. So yeah. I came I came from Syria. I live now in Europe around four years ago. Yeah. So I'm divided in like one and a half year in Greece and two and a half years in Belgium. Yeah. So my story with photography sure goes back to a weird situation where I was in mm. a... Refugee camp where I started actually doing photography. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, trying to do something. Then I just was doing photography. Then I loved it and I loved bringing the stories and trying to do something. Mm-hmm. But then I discovered that it's not just about the story. It's not just about like doing maybe photo- humanitarian photography, but generally, I do love photography. So yeah, I was yeah. doing it in general.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit because I know, like, I've heard your story and one of my best friends um you know she's she's Syrian and i'm going to put it quite short but like she had family that basically had to flee syria yep. and they went on this massive journey to get to australia to come live with her yep. and um when i spend time with that family yep. uh, i can just see how much gratitude they have for just the small things you know the little things um They went through a lot, you know, um, in terms of when they were fleeing, like certain bones were broken and they broke in crooked ways and they never healed, you know, but they don't care. You know, it's like I have life. It's this really amazing um, perspective that they have. But I never really understood why they had to leave. And you explained this quite well.
1: Yeah, I mean... The, um, what what was happening what is really happening exactly happening there was just like you know the revolution came after a long dictatorship which is happening in most of the countries in the Middle East mm. so um, like there's no president says for 30 years you know like 30, 35 or 32 years in the beginning mm. this is why in 2011 there's a revolution which came with the with the like you know with the Middle East like with the how do you say it? with the Arab Spring they say right. the Middle East Spring So they did. There's a revolution that started through just some boys who has written freedom. Mm. But it was actually why everything started. And then. Because someone wrote freedom. Yeah, so they have written freedom. They were arrested. This is why their parents were on the street demonstrating. This is why it went bigger. So they refused, kind of. They refused to say that they were wrong. They refused to say that this doesn't really happen. We know it. I mean, everybody knows that we can talk against government so you know
0: so you're not allowed to speak out even if you're not speaking out you just cannot even
1: write the word freedom that's the thing that's the thing you cannot say anything about government you cannot mention anything you didn't say anything you just write the word freedom you can't that's enough to be persecuted yeah so that's that's the whole thing that's why um there's there's such a revolution started it's like you know you can't even say another opinion you can't have another opinion than a government suppression yeah exactly so you cannot have and in this case if we're talking more about it like you can't even have another party or another like you know political party for example that are mm-hmm. against the, what the what government thinks Things are right. Well, there is no human being is right. You know, like, I can't be right my whole time. You can't be right your whole time. Of course. Some ideas, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. There's nobody perfect. Mm-hmm. So what if we make it perfect? And this is what happens in a good countries. I mean, this is what happens when it's democracy. Like, they don't have perfect idea. There's another party that comes and says, we don't think this idea is good. We will make this. And this is how it goes yeah. but this is what they didn't really have like they didn't have any kind of um, uh, they didn't allow any kind of another opinion well wow. and this is why revolution went bigger they didn't they refused to to say sorry and mm. and people were just they were arresting people shooting people and that was such a big thing And this is how everything started
0: wow so just some kids that wrote freedom on a wall or on somewhere and then people could realize like they got locked up for something like this persecuted for something like this Um, I think you even shared that like some of them died because of this
1: they did they did so they were arrested they were like arrested for for a couple weeks their parents were asking for them and then some of them they were released under the pressure of the parents but they were released died so or dead so that's the point. They're like and three it, of them were dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of
0: people are gonna yeah
1: for sure. Is, so yeah. people were like, "What did just happen?" They're like, 12 thirteen years old has written freedom on the wall." They just they were right under torturing, which is yeah. something crazy, you know. And this is why, just you know, like it happened that it went bigger and bigger, and people were like, lots of photos from the kids came on, mm-hmm. and like cigarettes there they were like you know on their bodies, and it's just like the worst torture. thing you can ever see: torture. Um, And you can't believe this like this Mm. is just for kids 12 years old. Mm. So it went bigger and people went on streets and they were demonstrating and governments refused to to kind of to excuse it to say any sorry or to punish the people who has done that. And they were instead arresting people, everybody who's going on the street and trying, you know, to arrest them and shoot them and just kill them. It went bigger. It went to the other cities. It went to every city. It went to my city, which is Homs, so, my city, another city. So tell
0: city. us about that. Like, how sure. did this impact you and your life?
1: It was weird. I mean, if if I remember, like when I'm remembering that, it's just weird. Period. Um. I was, I just moved to my school. I was in, in the beginning in a primary school, you know, I was like 12, 13. I was in the same old The same age, age as these kids. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I moved to another school and my school was a little bit far from my home. Okay. So from the house, from the apartment where I was. And then I had to go, I had to walk with my friends every day, like 20 minutes to go mm. there. So it was kind of like in center, like more central in the city. And this is why when it happened and like demonstrations there also people went to streets, started demonstrating, started doing like set in and started to stand with people who were in the other city Mm. because they knew that they were getting arrested. They were being killed. So they they were standing with them. Um, And this is how exactly it went. The same thing in our city. So government, they were the same thing. They were coming. They were shooting people. They were arresting people. They were doing the same things exactly in the other city so it went harder it went harder it was like so much violence and we were when we, when i was going then after that like to my school and um, like we were able to see everything on streets wow. so it was the difference like you know we were able to see on streets how things are broken how like bullets and stuff and, and things are just, 12 or 13 yeah years we're like point. 12 13 years old but then everything was just clear um I mean, even you see it, like you will see, it's it's just weird. I was in an apartment and like you're able also to see people like, I, I mean, like kind of security or whatever. They're like shooting people. They're just like, you know, using mm. guns and stuff. So um, that's how it started. This is how the change was big change. How you realize when you realize that nothing is the same, that you can't go to specific places because it's not safe anymore. And your parents will say you can't go there. Yeah. Um and when I'm talking about it, Syria was a very safe place. Syria mm-hmm. was one of the most actually like safe place in the Middle East because you were able literally to go at 2 or 3 a.m. Yeah, in the morning to the Central to walk even there, and then there's nothing happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very safe. It's very nice. It's a quiet city. It's a beautiful city. It's a funny city also. Mm-hmm. They, they make lots of fun actually about my city. Yeah, They say the whole time, like, you know, people from there are really funny. They make lots of fun also about them. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty nice city, but then the revolution came and it showed the other side of people. Like, it was like, Mm -hmm. you know, funny and stuff. But when the revolution came, people were really hard. People were just, you know, standing and and just like, you know, standing for their rights and going and demonstrating in thousands of thousands in the streets and just being so hard, you know? Yeah, I think there's
0: something you shared that, you know, um, which really, when you shared it for me, was really deep to process which is you said that you know when people are like you're there and then maybe one day they take your mom or they take your dad and then the next day they come they take your uncle you Mm -hmm. know and even in this you are like okay i will be peaceful i will be peaceful but then you said like you know at some point the human spirit can only take so much
1: right you know it was like limits you know you come to the limit and this is exactly why we we explain this because it's lots of people think that it's not revolution started just like you know started like war started people having guns and fighting no it was never like this in the beginning it was just demonstrations and you can see lots of even footages and stuff from people who were on the streets going with olives like with olives branches and stuff just like you know uh, yeah peace uh, to show them and they were like shouting the whole time that the security and the people are one like you don't have to shoot us. You don't have to arrest us. We are one. We are people in the same... Mm. Like, you know, we are just people. And same our country, goal, yeah, yeah, our goal, we are brothers and sisters. And our goal is just the government. Like, we are doing that because they are not giving the right. They are they're not punishing the people who should be punished. So we are brothers and sisters. But unfortunately, that wasn't working. And at some points, yeah, it was because... I mean the government were saying also that these are terrorists and whatever and they were also putting in ahead head of all the, the security and stuff and like they, they that we are terrorists like everybody mm-hmm. who is asking for their rights are terrorists and they have guns and so on and they were doing such like, you know, such things to show that we have guns, that people have guns, but it was never like this. And they were shooting, Mm. arresting people. And yes, you do it. Like at some points you will give up on being peaceful. I mean, even you're right now here in front of me, like Mm. if I, now, if I'm going to kind of like punch you, you're like, okay, I'll be peaceful with you. Punch you again, you're like, okay, that's fine. Mm. Punch you again, like third and fourth time, I would would get a knife and I would like stab you. And it's like, you're like, okay, I can't, I have to defend myself, right? So that's exactly what happened. That's why people took guns in the end and they were fighting against the... Oppression. Yeah.
0: Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's a lot to process. It's a lot to digest, you know, and I think people don't really, like like I said, like I have my friends and, you know, I saw her family come to Australia and just how grateful they are that opportunity but I never really connected to what happened for them you know and I think it's you know no one mentions that you know you're 12 13 trying to go to school and seeing people like you know you're seeing bullets you're seeing warfare and stuff is you know these are your own people this is a place that was relatively safe so in your journey then you decided to leave this environment your mom and dad decided that you had to leave yes because it's so, just no longer safe
1: yeah. um no longer shave and we were like you know we stayed for a long time i mean giving up in your country is something hard i mean yeah. you will give up and the last 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 step when you don't have another solutions at all so we left after having no more solutions after like schools it's very hard to go to school and then it's like one day save one day it's not safe one day they say you go back home you don't go for weeks and they say come back it's hard yeah. and then electricity is a big deal Internet is a big deal. Mm. Water is a big deal. everything like you 're saying when they arrive there right now, like this this family, the Syrian mm. family when they arrive to australia they they 're like appreciated for everything. everything, exactly because they have seen the lake of things they have seen how it goes when you don't really have even very simple thing like water for example or like mm-hmm. electricity so when you lose it you will start feeling how matter how important it is so mm-hmm. this is exactly why maybe they are appreciated and why all of us are very appreciated for every single small thing today mm-hmm. that we have in our life yeah. so we decided to leave after having all the struggles and we made the decision that we are out so yeah. we left
0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Turkey. Okay. Um.
1: We went to Turkey and then we were able to go in, and we were so glad that we were able to go in because you know it was a hard time, and all kind of neighbor country were closed also because there were like lots of refugees leaving. Yeah, I mean today we're talking about seven million refugees, yes, but we're talking also about like nine to ten million displaced people in Syria itself. Mm. So they like just had to leave from where they were to another places. Yeah. So all of them were project of being refugees because they they also wanted at some points to leave. Yeah. Um this is why neighbor countries were closed at some point, actually they closed their borders. Um but when we, were, when we were in Turkey, like when we went there to the main gate and they said, just come in, we we're just glad, you know, just yeah. we're able to go in. I
0: think even at the time, I think you mentioned you didn't believe you were going to get in. <laughs> yeah, we were like, oh, really? yeah, that
1: was weird. And we went there and because we tried, we tried once to go to, to Jordan and yeah. we weren't able to go in because there were like lots of people. And we went to, to Turkey give them passports everything and everything was fine and they were like that's it you're welcome you can come in and they were like telling us they're showing us that you can come in and then we were like what we can really come in <laughs> we were kidding we we're coming what you should make a decision
0: <laughs> like
1: run guys just like, go they like made a decision you're they're coming they like in. just go guys go fast before they turn their <laughs> Change their mind. So, but we yeah. went, and I was, I was really, we were very glad. We were like, mm-hmm. when we went to we we're like, that's it. It's safe. It's better. So we're in yeah feeling really like yeah that is better condition.
0: Blessed, amazing. There's this piece about um, in your story as well. Once you get to these places, um, English
1: played a role. Yeah,
0: in your life.
1: <laughs> Tell me a bit more about this. So um, I started learning English just on YouTube. In the beginning Yeah, so tell me about this whole
0: process <laughs> Yeah, that was weird, that was weird I mean, when I left <laughs> What
1: inspired you to do this in the first yeah. place? Like, why? So, um, okay, my point of English was never I've never imagined myself to be sitting right now with you Or with other people speaking English just um, So I'm, something I'm very grateful and I'm very glad about But when I was learning English in the beginning I was just learning English to be able to see more courses of art Because I was learning digital art when I was in Turkey. And I thought English is nice just because I would be able to attend more courses in English. So I started learning vocabulary. I started learning things like (coughs) brush and stuff for Photoshop thing. And then I started learning more. And then I went to this course about like for, for English. And then I was just going there and studying really hard. Just you know to have more vocabulary to understand more what they say in the right. art courses. So this was fueled by your passion for digital yeah, art. Yeah, exactly, and exactly. Yeah, right. So I did that, and this is how it started. And then we left from when we left it from Turkey. Um, I've never you know I I've never spoken to somebody in English actually. Like mm-hmm. I didn't see. I, it's like okay, I know vocabulary, I know how it goes. You told but me to the computer. This, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it. But I went to Greece, and we left to Greece, and then in Greece, actually, was the first time that they asked me. Like, it was weird. It was weird moment. So when we arrived to Greece, we were in Athens, and there is this journalist who came and who were looking for somebody to speak to them. They were like interview to interview somebody and to mm-hmm. talk to them. What is really happening there? And they came to my brother. They came to the people around. They were like, do you speak English? And people were like, we don't. My brother speaks also like not very well, but he speaks also kind of fine. But they asked him, he's like, no, he's like, no, no. And then they were like going around like, do you speak English? Do you speak English? And then she looked at me and she smiled and I smiled. And that was the big problem. <laughs> that was the big problem. That was the big problem. <laughs> I smiled back. She came to me. She's like, do you speak English? and I was like no she was like you're saying no so you speak English (laughs) I was like saying no doesn't mean I speak English she's like look look you speak English (laughs) and she was like yeah and then she told me you're meant to be speaking a
0: different language when you say no (laughs) exactly
1: she got you yeah and I was like, yeah, I speak a little bit, so I really can't do what you're trying to do. <laughs> and my English was really poor. Um, <laughs> so I said, like, okay. And then the, ca- the cameraman came and they were like, you know, having cameras. And like, they came and I was like, what is happening now? Yeah. And they put the camera, they started shooting. She was asking me, how's the condition? How is it going? I was able to understand, like, because she was also speaking, you know, slow. She was trying to make me understand. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, most of the thing I said is, like, most most words I said was, like, bad and, like, hard, bad and hard. Mm -hmm. So, I was, like, you know, saying a couple of words and trying to do it. Yeah. But other people were looking at me. They were like, there are many, many refugees back in that time because borders were closed and many people were stuck there. Yeah. Everybody was looking at me. Everybody thought that I'm really, you know, like a master at speaking yes, English. English. Yeah, they were like, wow, this guy. <laughs> and I was looking at them like, yes, that's me. Right? <laughs> so it was really funny. But like she she finished, she was like, wow, good job. You speak English. You should like, you know, confident and so on. She gave me her card and they left. Mm. And it was really like yeah, my brother was like, Wow, that was good. It was like that was good that you said you speak and it was a camera and I wasn't really, you know, like afraid or mm. or something. So I was just talking, I was just a trying. Yeah. So it was just a try, but then it gave it gave it gave me actually so much confidence mm. about speaking the language. Yeah. Okay. And I left and I went then to Idomini. Mm to the place where it was the whole thing, but borders as I said were closed. So I was stuck in Greece for year and a half. Um I went to Edomini, this also area where all refugees went to. Yeah. And there everything um there were a lot of people they were stuck also there. So I had there actually to stay. Um through saying there there were also many journalists, many volunteers, many people from different countries. Yeah. So it was the same condition. Uh, in the beginning, I didn't really speak, but then I was asked it, like by somebody, and then like you know the journalists that were like just having them, they were asking me to to talk like to translate for them, and my English was really suck, you know. But I was trying then, and then people were seeing me, you know. That was that was the whole thing. People were seeing me speaking English, yeah. And they were like, "Wow, this guy speaks English." And they were coming to me like, "Can you go with us to the doctor or the lawyers?" Uh oh. <laughs> is not the right place. <laughs> yeah. Like for food, it's fine. <laughs> you can ask for something, the price for food, for whatever you want, yeah. but don't take me there. Legal, might, medical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you might get the wrong stuff you want. <laughs> so I was really trying to help them. I was yeah. trying to do that, but most of the time I was like, yeah, it's not. And I was like, I'm busy right now. Hmm. Just give me 30 minutes and I'll come back. <laughs> trying to avoid. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it. Run. <laughs> Run as fast as possible right now That's funny man Tell me a
0: little bit like Because you know we hear you say You know you spent a year and a half in Greece um, And you know let's just be I think the easiest way to describe it is Greece can be hot can be cold Um, You're spending a lot of time living in tents In this situation right Can you tell us a little bit more about the reality of this situation
1: It is hard It is very hard actually honestly I mean I was living Okay I arrived to Greece from February so, and I stayed in Greece around like six months, let's say five, six months in a refugee camps in the beginning. Yep. So I had two times. We faced really literally two times. We faced raining and cold in the beginning and then hot. We were so hot. Yep. And both conditions are very like, it's just like hard conditions that you don't really know what you have to do. Because mm. when it's hot, it is so hot in the tent that you can't even sit in. And mm. if you're going out, it's the same so. because, you know, like, it's also very hot. So you don't even have a place where you can go to. Yeah. And electricity also, you don't have as well electricity in a tent or like you have to go to a building where they it's not a building. It's like a big tent or a hangar or something mm. where they have electricity. And it's not like, you know, there's no fan. There's no air conditioner or something. So that was hard. And then it's the same thing in the winter. Like my tent that I was that I was staying in it was destroyed actually like 5-6 times so I had to build it again just because of raining and it's literally a small tent that you have to like do you know how do you say it? do you say squatch? do you say yeah camping squeeze like to squeeze yeah. yourself oh. yeah it's a camping tent but you have to squeeze yourself to try to sleep because you can't sleep like your whole body is just you know with your whole body so um, that was the thing it was it wasn't easy it was really hard to condition it's something we're talking about today i mean we're you know like we're so it's fine today because it's just passed when we were there also that was like all right because we we knew that we didn't have another solution so we're just adapting ourselves with what is happening until something changed
0: Hmm. tell me a little bit about what you have found adapting is a big word yes, <laughs> you know it's it is. Like when it i is. look at like when i look at human beings and i look at just how you know there's so many different people on the planet yeah. doing so many different things the one thing i see is like the human being is a very interesting animal in its <laughs> ability to adapt you no
1: know? yeah adapting is is something great i mean it's like you have to adapt yourself in order to get the best out of A condition. Mm. This is what exactly happened to me when I was there. I mean, like I was there and most there are many people who did the same because they knew that there is no solution. So if they were like, we had hope. I had lots of hope. But I knew hope won't change my situation. I knew if I wasn't, if I was just sitting and praying the whole day, there is nothing will will happen to me. So I had to move. I had to do something. I had to go to learn, to start photography, to start whatever things. So this is adapting, really trying to get the best out of, Such a condition Mm -hmm. so um, i tried to adapt myself in the beginning just to be patient because i'm generally i'm not so patient i wasn't really before like so patient so that was a great lesson for me trying to be patient so i just tried to be patient and then i tried to learn english because i knew you know there's nothing else to do so i tried because there were volunteers there so i tried to learn English from yeah. them, to practice my English. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's learn English at least because then when I leave it from here, I will leave with my English. Mm. And then I was like, okay, I speak 20%, 30%, but still it's better than other people who don't really speak, like speak mm. 10% maybe. Yeah. So I can help other people also, like translating mm. or whatever. So I started to talk to volunteers. My English went a little bit better. Then I wanted to do more things. I started volunteering. I started being volunteer like translating, interpreter, English, Arabic, and then I just wanted also to help. I wanted not just to, to think about myself and to learn the language, but also to help other people through that. And mm-hmm. um, I was very glad about it. I was. It was such a like you know such like uh, how do you say. it? Heartwarming when, or warm hearting, I don't know Mm. how to say it. Heartwarming, yeah. Yeah, heartwarming. See, (laughs) it was like such a heartwarming when somebody says thank you for translating for them Mm. the right things or saying the right things to them, like, you know, as a translation. Yeah. So that was, that pushed me miles, like, you know, Mm -hmm. far to try to do more and try to help and try to learn and try to do something there. And this is how I started learning English, speaking English. I had my dictionary, writing words, learning more, practicing, practicing, practicing. And at some point I was volunteering for like 12 or 10, literally 10, 12 hours per day.
0: How old were you when this was happening?
1: It's like 16, 17. Wow. No, I wait I was 17 actually. I was 17 back in wow. Greece. Yeah.
0: Incredible. You talk about patience and I think uh, you were sharing with me your story in terms of like sometimes you had to line up behind yeah. a thousand people just to have your basic amenities met.
1: Yeah, I mean... Wait, wait, what do you mean
0: actually? Like in order to line up for the toilet or to line up for f- like waiting behind a thousand people. And
1: Edomini, it was like this. I mean, I moved then to another camp with also 3,000 people. You had to take appointment to go take a douche. Mm. And you had also to pay for it. Um, but um, Edomini, for example, is like literally standing in lines or in queue for a thousand people. Just to try to get something to try. For example... <laughs> For papers, for I can't lawyers, even conceive this. I know for lawyers, for papers, for doctors, for whatever things you have to wait, so the thing they say the whole time is like you have to wait, you have to wait, you have to wait, and they had the people who say you have to wait, they have no idea how hard does the word waiting yeah. mean, so um, it is it is just like waiting, waiting, go to the lioness, go to the lioness change your papers, we had to change also our papers in the beginning to get another papers from Greece and and do such things. Also waiting, waiting. There were people sleeping on the line, like sleeping in the places where they have to wait, Mm. just to wake up and then, you know, to be closer. Oh, wow. So you can imagine how...
0: Incredible. And so in and around all of this, you start taking photos. Is this what happened?
1: I did, I did. So I had this volunteer... The Italian... She's an Italian volunteer. Yeah. Um, I was volunteering with her, like, for two weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she left back to Italy. Yeah. And then she was contacting me. She sent me a WhatsApp message saying, like, okay, I just wanted to thank you for being with us, for helping, for translating. This was, like, after two months of saying English, So, my English was already kind of Impressive. a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, so better, you know? <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no,
0: <Nah>, it's good.
1: <laughs> so, um... So she contacted me. She said she wanted to thank me for being with them. She wanted mm. to send me something. Yeah. She was like, tell me something you want. And I was like, right. thank you so much. I was not doing what I was doing because I'm waiting something from you or other people. So mm. you thank you because you were here volunteering also. And then she was like, no, no, I want to send you something. So tell me something you need. Otherwise, I send you something you're not using. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then she sent me a camera. So, um, I, I said, I mean, she was asking, then I said, like, okay, you know, like, documenting camera will be helpful. Mm. I was like, you know, not saying anything, then saying camera. Um, so, she sent me the camera, and this is how I started doing photography, actually. And what was the first camera you got? It's like small little camera that, you know, the lens is inside. So, a trip camera, you know, you can put it in your pocket. It's a very yeah. small camera. Yep. Yeah. So the lens comes from inside as well. Um, It was the first camera I was using. Uh, People were making fun about me because I was using such a camera, you know? (laughs) I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm a photographer. (laughs) Like, where's your camera in my pocket? Excuse me, your camera is in your pocket. It's a very professional It's camera. Where's your backpack in Yeah. Where's the your, <laughs> yeah. 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 Where is your backpack? My pocket as well.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But it started somewhere.
1: It did. It, is, it did. It did. It did. So I made the first album of photography that I made back then. I put it online and people were seeing it because, you know, it was an insider eye. So it was... I was inside and I was taking photos. Yes, of course. So people were seeing, people were like, even though it was so simple, photos were like, you know, not really real photos. Mm. But they were like, wow, that's nice. And they were sharing some photos and so on. So I had more like, wow, should I start? Created a platform back then called Through Refugee Eyes. And then I started, you know, like through my eyes, how do I see things? So I started talking about us. I started writing. I started writing whatever like things and stuff Mm. about who we are, where do we come from, why are we here? Um, um, And then I started talking more about it and not interviewing, but like taking some stories of people, trying to understand better, trying to make others understand as well. Mm,
0: So you started sharing this more. Yes.
1: And then until I had like some, my Spanish friend, Carlos, (laughs) uh, so he has seen also my photos and then he was so excited to support what I was doing. Hmm. And this is how he sent me because better he camera. saw
0: from the outside. Yeah. Oh wow. So he was
1: inside, and he he left, and then he was seeing what I was doing. He wanted to support. He sent me nikon 3300
0: Ah, oh, and now you've yeah. got a camera <laughs> i didn't have
1: a backpack though but i had, a camera. <laughs> but I had the camera yeah Amazing. so i was like yeah my camera wow. i was going around the same people who were saying like where's your camera and i was like this is my camera
0: <laughs> So
1: i was showing them my camera very well
0: wow what a journey what a journey so yeah. the
1: art has been supported by other people exactly obviously like obviously you've been taking little steps little let me tell you more. something yeah, please um Then after actually like a couple months as well, I got the last camera that I'm using right now, which Mm -hmm. is also from a German guy. Yeah. So I got it from Gio. Like he's a German also guy who had like he bought another camera and he sent me his camera. He was like, like nobody used two cameras in time that I knew people used two cameras, you know, (laughs) it's not something hard like so, so many people use two cameras as well. Yeah. But he supported me also and he sent mm-hmm. me the camera, which is I'm using until today. So um, that was a great also. But all the stuff I have had they're from volunteers. I mean I was doing volunteering, but I wasn't accepting money and mm-hmm. I wasn't doing what I was doing for money. Mm-hmm. So um, all the things I had were from volunteers. For example, mm-hmm. I had like I had a tripod and I had um wait a second. I had a tripod and a light for like flashlight for the camera from Nada, from my american palestinian friend yeah i had a lens the two lens i still use until today the one i have today with my primer lens i have from my canadian friend vladimir (laughs) the wait a second the tripod i have and i still have until today actually i guess i have it from a spanish friend yeah the camera like as i said the first camera i have had was from italian and the camera the last camera was from german and the lens I had was also supported by money from, from a guy, like from a, just like people, you know, many different people who were supporting what I was doing and who were really literally like, this is who I am today. So I am part of me are from people from many different countries. Mm. That is beautiful, right? It really is. Tell me a little bit more about that kindness. It is great. I mean, this is the inspiration. This is why exactly I was like, wow, these people are doing all of that because they believe in me. So I have to believe in myself as well. (laughs) So um, I started doing it more. I started sharing stories. I started taking photos. And I was very glad because I really had... Like I was practicing for hours. I was mm. really practicing for hours and hours and hours mm. that you can't think about. But when I was in, in the camp and I was doing volunteering, I had two things. I mean, I had to do volunteering, but my, my you know, my son was working because I was mm. translating. Yeah. But my hands were free. Mm. So I had the camera, I was practicing the whole time, figuring out how to take better photos, morning, how to, to yep. yeah, like how to use, for example, the ISO shutter speed and like the aperture. So I was yeah. the whole time practicing and trying and I didn't want to take any automatic photos because mm. I thought really it's very unprofessional. Mm. So I started directly manual. Mm. It was very hard, but I was really trying. Very, Committed. Yeah. Yep. And it, it worked, and I was asking most of the most of the the photographers there, like, how do you take this? How do you do this? What do you think about this? And they were telling me rules. They were telling me like the the, the rule of third, or they were telling me rules how to take photos, the light, the stuff. Mm. So I was, you know, this is this is how it is. Like my knowledge today is mm. many photographers, like African photographer, like French photographer. He was also. Like leaning, yeah, leaning. He was he was giving he gave me my, his camera for like one day to take some photos. So um, my knowledge, my stuff, everything is from many different countries.
0: <laughs> the hardware and the software. <laughs> so, exactly, exactly.
1: So it is it is literally like this, and I'm I'm very glad, like you know, to thank them all to thank all of them because today yeah. I'm being here, I'm being a photographer. I have my photography. I had exhibitions in so many countries, like mm-hmm. more than actually like ten to twenty countries. Amazing. So. Um, and all of it was also, many of them were when I was in Greece, but still when I see them, every time I look at one of my photographs, I'm like, wow, this has long story of beginning until I got my stuff, like nobody understand. This photo, by not by me taken, maybe I would say, but how many people
0: have contributed to yes. the energy through exactly. kindness exactly. and love
1: to make this
0: become a thing. Exactly. Yeah, That's wow. what I would say. That's really beautiful, brother. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sorry? I have one uh, other area of conversation that I want to talk to, which is you were on a boat, yeah? Right. <laughs> and you're leaving and you're using google maps right in the middle of
1: the ocean that's true my my brother was figuring it out there are some people who left from there and who were literally going you know like this is turkey this is island in turkey yeah and they weren't going to greece but because they're using google maps they don't know where where are they going so So they go to the other turkish island yeah and they end up in turkey so the police take them Mm. This is why we left and we didn't know it. I mean, I really had no idea. We left and it was also funny because we went there and the rubber boat wasn't pumped. So we had to do that
0: ourselves.
1: It was just hidden somewhere and we had to take it off. And just like, you know, just, it was night as well. So it was like, just pump it. So I meanwhile, well, we are laughing, it.
0: but it's like, this is your last resort. It
1: is, it is. It is like crazy. How do you think about it? When we went there and we we're like, where is the rubber boat? We thought rubber boat is bigger, you know? Yeah. Like, where's the rubber boat? And um, where's the boat? And they're like, yeah, it's over here. We're like, excuse me, what are you saying? And it was just hidden between, I don't know, like stuff and things. And they just took it off and they're like, Bomb it. We're like are you really kidding me? This is how we're going to Greece. Like we're just gonna pump the same dinghy, the same rubber boat we're taking. Yeah, We did it, we put it, we prepared it. We're like, just, you know, run and just like, you know, jump before the police comes or somebody sees us. I was just doing everything everything fast. They were like, "Who is it driving the, boat, the the rubber boat?" And one of us were like, you know, all of us are in the rubber boat. Like, who's driving the rubber boat? Like, one of us is like me. We're like, excuse me, you're with us, right? He <laughs> was oh, like, yeah. No. Like we just no. uh, Like we just have taken your luggage inside. He's like, yeah, yeah. They told me. I were like. What do you mean they took like what do you mean they did that? Like now we're we're on a rubber boat, all our stuff here, we are here, you are telling me now you're driving the the, the you thing. You have
0: never been this way, you've yeah. never driven a rubber boat. Yeah, you're it's just, like It's like, like you me talk- driving, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. what are you
1: talking about? He's like, okay, no, no, that's fine, we will do it. We're like, <laughs> like thank you for telling us, thank you for giving us so much. Do you know what happened? Do you realize what happened if it doesn't work and we're in the middle of the sea yeah. and we just you know like it, it doesn't just work we will yeah. die yeah. are you realizing that we're 50 people we're like 40 something 49 people uh-huh. grown up and they're like many kids and luggage and stuff so like do you realize what are you doing he's like yeah yeah just go home like okay where do you go where do you go <laughs> and then people were just using google maps like go straight go to the right like, dude there's no right right here <laughs> the it is not a street there is no traffic light right here we go what you say, so yeah. go to the right that doesn't work. <laughs> it's just a straight, a little bit right, little bit left, that's it, yeah, and then we were just you know moving forward um at some point, yeah, we're just going using Google Maps. we're like passing the the water, the international like we're in the international water, so out of the Turkish water, everybody's like, hey,' we're like in the middle we're in the middle of water, we're like, guys, what are you doing?" <laughs> you see hope I mean if you look at eyes of people you will see hope you will see future you will see people are looking for future looking for life looking Mm. for living having a chance to live looking for studying and going to university and having their dreams achieved Mm. so um, there is so much hope I mean if you're if you're thinking about the people who were there like you know Everybody was tired. Each one of them was about to give up because it was hard condition. It's like mm-hmm. passing through war, going to Turkey, around four to five million refugees were registered in Turkey. Many refugees yeah. there, very hard to work. You work sometimes, you don't get money. It's very mm-hmm. hard. It's just like you don't have a chance to go to school. You go, you don't have a chance to go to university. Yep. So you work more, you work more hours. So people were about to give up. People were there where you know in two points in two edges edge to fall down and they're just like losing all the hope and all the thing and they were just thinking about dying in the middle of the sea where nobody will know about them other side they were thinking about happiness and love and future and studying and being with their families and trying to help their families and you know being in a in a condition in a human like in a human condition again Mm. so um, we did and we're in the middle of the it was so silent as well it was like silence was so hard thing also like it's so silent that you hear nothing you're in the middle of water you look behind you you see very far light you look in front of you you see very far light you're like where are we going Mm. but we made it we arrived to Greece then
0: amazing yeah Yeah, that's incredible thank you so much for sharing that story and so through you know this journey now you're on your way to university (laughs) you know you got into university this year congratulations that that hope and that dream and lives forward um what is uh yeah what is there that you want to share at the you know there's a lot coming through your art there's a lot that's coming through your story um what do you feel you want to share the most
1: um well, I'm very glad, first of all, to be in in, for, in Belgium today, living there two and a half years, mm. learning languages and, you know, having my life back again. So um, the most important thing, I guess, like we're sharing today and we would like to share is appreciating, like, appreci- how do you say Appreciation? Appreciation. Yeah, appreciation. Mm. So lots of people don't really realize that we're really appreciating, like, all the things we're getting from from people or governments or whatever today, like Mm. the support that we're getting, feeling welcome, for example. Mm. But we still also don't have to feel that the whole time. I mean, Mm. today, it's also lots of people think that, I mean, we are appreciating that. We will give back definitely in the future what we're getting, what we're getting from help or Mm. whatever. So we'll give a thank, like it's just like Thanksgiving. Mm. So it's we will give... (laughs) lot back also to the countries where they the the one who gave us a chance to yeah like a safe chance to be and to stay and to have good condition to go to schools and to do all of that Mm. um so i guess this is one of the most important things but in the same time for sure you know we're not also sitting i mean we're also learning and studying and we are contributing in a society so we're just as any People who are in the society itself, we're also bringing our cultures to the society. Mm. And this is something that a lot of people were afraid and still afraid about. They're like, we're threading their cultures. Like we're not, I am not here today. I'm not in Belgium. There are a Mm. lot of, everybody is not, we are not in Belgium, like generally as Syrians. Mm. We're not in Belgium to change their cultures. Yeah. We're there to respect their cultures because mm. this is their culture. This is their country. So we're mm. there to respect their cultures and to respect whatever they're they're believing in mm. and to have our lives back. So we're, we're there. We're contributing in a society, but we also need our cultures. So I don't have to integrate there. I don't have to change my cultures like in, in terms of integrating or mm. or giving thank back. No, I, if I want to thank them back. I have to work and contribute in a society maybe study do researches and stuff that I can really do something for the country where I'm living Mm. but I don't have to give up on my culture or or my religion or my background or whatever I have passed through Mm. so I'm the same person but I'm just thanking them for what they give me of course that's the thing that I would love that people realize it everywhere not just maybe there everywhere because it's this is something needed Mm. you and me like as as even as refugees like today, who are listening, maybe who will be listening, we don't have to change anything in us. We have to stay us, but we have just to honor, the you know, to you learn and to respect, mm. and that's it. Beautiful. I would
0: like to ask you one last question, if that's okay. What does home mean to you?
1: It is a big word. <laughs> it is a big word. I mean, I've never felt like home, you know, since mm-hmm. I left. So, it is. Um, since I left it's just weird condition that you have people telling you that this is not your country, yeah. which is something you realize definitely from the first moment you leave your country. So um, I do miss home a lot. I mean mm. I do miss miss my country, I do miss my 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 city, I do miss mm. my apartments, my friends, mm. and all the people I you know, I was with. But um fortunately today it's you know it's very hard and I'm far. Mm. So, but I guess, I guess for everybody today, for you or for whoever, like listening and they're having their home safe, and they're being in their home safe and their community between their families, having their life, I guess they really should realize how like beautiful and how safe and how nice it is to be between your people and in your house and your place mm-hmm. because they will never feel it until they lose it which I'm really hoping nobody will feel it, hmm. I mean, after us in the world. So, Space also. for
0: appreciation. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you so much. Okay, Avila for those that really want to tune into your art, your digital art, your photography, what's the best way to get in touch with you and find so, your stuff online?
1: They can find, I mean, my website. Hmm. So my website is azios.com. Can you spell that for us? Sure, it's like A Z dot yep. com so cool. they can reach it they can reach through my name actually if my name is also published they can reach my name yep. as well, we'll through instagram and um, and facebook
0: perfect and it'll all be in the show notes for you to get sure. in touch and check out the art that's coming out that it
1: would be great to spread the message it'd be great to spread love and mm. try to do something about it
0: of course man i just want to take this opportunity now really to thank you for your time your energy your presence here today and um And yeah, man, like not just today, just the energy and the resilience and the patience and the journey and just the willingness to show up, you know, consistently throughout the journey that you've been on. Um, Even just the little pieces where it's like, you know, your commitment to your art and your passion and then how that upgrade into English and then, you know, just you being able to have all these little moments to then have such a deep and beautiful conversation today and I really hope it touches people I kind of know it will (laughs) just after everything we've been through
1: and just wishing you all the best bro all the time thank you so much (laughs) I'm very glad to be here and to have the chance to talk to people so that's a pleasure Mm,
0: thank you bro hey tribe thanks for tuning in to another fun enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love uh, health and growth your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is wwwamrit sanducom You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help The Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to The Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that, please, at The Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if The Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amret-sandu.com to see how The Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love,
1: tribe.